0: Welcome to Fright Night For real.
1: Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night. One minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And uh, hey, we're here. Minute two. It begins with the Fright Night logo growing fangs and ends with a vampire lady on the TV staring at a neck. In just a few moments, we will return to something evil. Why don't we just start this off by, uh, you know, doing our best version of the sound that makes the logo change. So I would I would (laughs) do it as saying, bow.
0: What's your version? I don't think I could do any better than that. That's, That's pretty good, man. No, oh, I wrote down musical synth hit. <laughs> the, the way the minute ends before yeah. is you hear the voiceover say, "It's chilly out here," and then Miss Nina, we find mm. out, says, "Oh no, it isn't." And then we get those the fangs grow on the logo with that synth hit that uh, can't be duplicated. Bow. Uh, Did it again. <laughs> And then she says, it's beautiful. It's it's a really cool little moment. Yeah. It's a
1: great little yeah. moment. Much like the wolf howling, it is another thing that's like, ah, a horror movie. <laughs> the logo, would you call those fangs? Because it's, I look at it and I go, okay. I mean, it's a red logo, so could it be dripping
0: blood? I suppose I say fangs just because I've had this... Fright Night poster hanging in every house I've lived in for the last 10 years. And wow, here we the, go. The poster. Folks. Um, every, uh... every episode, <laughs>
1: Len's going to reveal another thing of Fright Night that he has. <laughs> Tune in yeah. tomorrow. He's going to talk about his uh, Peter Vincent figure. Uh, I am not lying.
0: You're so jealous. <laughs> the jealousy seeping off of you right now. But it's true. I do have an action figure as well. There was a documentary made, a, I don't know, a couple years ago, and they made some. Peter Vincent figures, yeah. and I have a signed... We'll get into that another time. Anyway, the, the logo on the poster, the font, is different than what is in the film. The poster definitely looks like fangs or possibly even stakes. The T, especially, looks a little bit like a like a wooden stake you'd pound through a vampire's heart. But it could be blood in the movie, mm. because it is red. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, it could be anything. I mean, I it does look like the Fright Night logo could almost be like a mouth... And then the two fangs on each side, you know, it's just interesting how you can kind of look at it in different ways. And it all means vampire, (laughs) you know, scary vampire. (laughs) That's true. So the camera keeps panning to the right as we focus on a newer home. And Tom's script says, um, it's in sharp contrast to the Dandridge House, newly painted, its lawn neatly shorn, a house almost dwarfed in comparison to the Dandridge House, but a happy home, its windows lit and smiling out warmly at the night.
0: So the the script does say that, the film does not to me. You do see the Dandridge House, and you know, I never really thought about it until this past, this rewatch we're doing. That it is the Dandridge House right next door at the beginning of the film, because it's so dark, you don't. Re- it doesn't look creepy or overgrown in that particular shot. But I did notice the for sale sign, and then it does have a little sold uh, underneath mm-hmm. it. I tried to see who the re- the realty company was, but I I just I just couldn't. I know I was squinting uh, too. It, I was it, like,
1: darn it, why isn't this in HD? <laughs> yeah, obviously it's probably Fright Night Minute Realty. I'll just incorporate <laughs> any logo that we can barely see. So. We we do keep continuing on hearing the movie, and uh, we have Jonathan falling under the spell of Miss Nina. Your lips are so red. And then she says, would you like to kiss them? And then just the most comically loud smooch. <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so gross. <laughs> it's, just, it's
1: gross. I, it sounds like two clown shoes being rubbed against each other.
0: <laughs> it is... It is horrible Uh, it is horrible (laughs) even though it's you don't even see it happening it 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 just feels like uh feels gross in this
1: in this this part is definitely uh it's more uh comedic you know yeah, it's It, it is definitely yeah. like a foley artist working on a beat movie. You know, like let's make that yeah. smooch even louder. The upcoming PDA is just a bit more like I don't mind uh, PDA as much because I can turn away from it, <laughs> but uh, but in a movie. <laughs> um, um, I don't mind, like, two characters uh, being intimate. But it's when you have the earbuds in and you're analyzing a movie and you hear this. <laughs> but that's, again, I'm spoiling the upcoming minute. But this is just like, you know, you know I can't even make the noise. It's so. Uh,
0: it... you, you nailed it. It's a Foley artist making kissy sounds <laughs> that just seem way, way too loud and sort of uh, cartoonish. Yeah. yeah. So
1: it's funny. We have and then we have
0: bow and then we have
1: this just like i don't know again two clown shoes rubbing against each other it's really (laughs) like somebody squeaking a balloon or something i don't know i just i don't know why my mind wanders to the circus when i'm thinking about that maybe that's something in my childhood i need to examine Uh.
0: (laughs) so the uh the your lips are so red i um it got me thinking about uh red lips the ancient sumerian men and women were possibly the first to invent and wear lipstick about 5,000 years ago. Wow. They crushed gemstones and used them to decorate their faces, mainly on the lips and around the eyes.
1: That's dedication. Um, I, I'm going to read the credits. These I don't really want to talk about as much, but uh, except for the last couple. Um, but, yeah, the credits do continue to show uh, Chris Saran in first build. And, you know, we'll get into each of their credits when they show up on the screen. But uh, William Ragsdale. Sure. Uh, Amanda Bierce, Stephen Jeffries, Jonathan Stark, Dorothy Fielding, Art J. Evans, and Roddy McDowell gets in, and Rowdy, Roddy McDowell at the end. Uh, music by Brad Fidel. Fidel. Uh, casting by Jackie Birch, who is, I looked her up and wow. A, sorry, it's, it's just reverted into Christopher Walken there. Wow. Um, she's a legendary <laughs> casting director. She uh, imagine assembling the casts for these movies. An American Werewolf in London, okay, so whatever. But then the
0: what do you mean whatever? That's the first movie. That's the first movie I ever saw in a theater, and I love it. But but now that you say that, before you go on, she might have a type there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the star of American Werewolf in London kind of has that Charlie Brewster. Really vibe. Does. There's a little bit of similarity there.
1: If Charlie Brewster uh, sang about Doctor Peppermore. Um, Yeah, look that advertisement up, folks. Um, But, no, I'm only saying this because it dwarfs to the next credit, which is The Breakfast Club. This is the woman that assembled The Breakfast Club. Uh, Wow. I I, I don't want to dwell on it, but 16 Candles, Commando, Predator, Coming to America, Three Amigos, Die Hard, uh, The Hunger Games. And uh, important to our podcast, uh, she also assembled the cast for Psycho 2 and Cloak & Dagger before this. So she is uh, no stranger to Tom Holland movies. Yeah, I just cruised by those credits, but just imagine being like, I think uh, Bruce Willis will work in this movie, uh, Die Hard. This this movie Die Hard coming up. I think Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short would be great as the three amigos. <laughs> Let's get them on the phone. Uh,
0: she's uh, she had an eye or has an eye.
1: Yeah. Oh no, yeah. she's still she's still working. So the camera closes in on an upstairs bedroom window, and through the window we see um, the movie that we've been hearing playing on a TV. And so if you're you're uh, wondering, why is this, like, audio of this conversation sounding so weird? It's because you're hearing it coming through a uh, giant TV set, not a flat screen.
0: Is that um, a giant TV set? <laughs> it seemed pretty dinky yeah, yeah
1: I mean, giant, you know, just in case any of the youngsters are listening, you know. So we get the lines, why are you looking at me so strangely, Nina?" And she says, not you, Jonathan.
0: Your neck! <laughs> <laughs> It's so hammy, but awesome, yeah. and then it it for just just briefly it catches the attention of someone with a case inside a house so that part is so confusing because they're obviously they've been talking about being uh-huh. outside they're outside you see plants and things behind nina and jonathan and when she says your neck you know you get another little orchestra cheesy orchestra hit <laughs> yes. and uh, all of a sudden it's a guy with dark hair walking inside a house with a with like a big briefcase and it catches his attention and that always struck me and especially this time through is odd like where the hell is What's he? he they're outside. He's yeah, what the hell is
1: he doing? Like they're, yeah, they're on some sort of veranda or something like that. And yes. Like, that's not revealed until the following yeah, minute, but we can spoil it for people. Uh, this is Peter Vincent. Sure, And I love that the first yeah. glimpse of Peter Vincent that we see, he's just got this reaction. Like what? <laughs> like, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> you know, like some of that fear, but also, you know, he's got a job to do. But uh, so Tom Holland using the names, Jonathan and Nina, which uh, I think he's riffing on a little Dracula here.
0: I think uh-huh. maybe, yeah.
1: Jonathan Harker, uh, and then Nina is in the in Dracula, so I thought that was cool. Um, Nina, Miss Nina, is played by Pamela Brown, who doesn't have many credits to her name. But Jonathan, holy cow, this guy that we barely see is huge. Uh, his his he's played by Bob Corf. If you're like, oh, really huge guy named Bob Korf. But no, not many acting credits. But And and really, this is his biggest. We barely see him. Um, But he's really successful in his field as a voice and dialect coach. And so I went uh, looking around the internets and found his website, took a look at his resume. So you're thinking to yourself, casting – People assembling great casts together. And now we have this guy who's just playing like just – it's a bit part inside a movie that's inside a movie. Uh, this guy <laughs> right. is responsible for so much. hes He was the voice coach uh, and dialect coach for some of these people. Okay, I'm going to read off my little list here. And trust me, I had to narrow it down. Christopher Lloyd and Crispin Glover in Back to the Future. Uh, uh, Zoe Saldana and Avatar. Elijah Wood in Lord of the Rings. He worked with Samuel L. Jackson on Pulp Fiction. Who tells Samuel L. Jackson how to talk?
0: <laughs>
1: this guy does. <laughs> Ewan McGregor in the Star Wars prequels, Daniel Radcliffe in Harry Potter, uh, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul in Breaking Bad, Amelia Clark, and Peter Dinklage in Great Game of Thrones, John Hammond, Madman. He worked with Ted Danson and Shelley Long on Cheers. Holy shit. <laughs> like, this guy, uh, you know, and I'm not sure what goes in the voice and dialect coaching. I mean, there was some testimonials on his website, and Ted Danson pretty much explained that. Like, he went to Bob. Because he had something that you know he had to work on. I don't know, maybe in his delivery or something. But you know, Bob was really great in helping him out.
0: Um, <coughs> Who knew? And it's just the back of this
1: guy's head yeah, you see mostly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you see his face, it's pretty much from the side of the TV. Uh, <laughs> you don't even barely see yeah. it anyway. And then we get the uh, line: "Has anyone ever told you?" And then it, and then that's the end of the minute. <laughs> hmm. Did you have anything else for this minute?
0: No, I didn't. Cool.
1: So we're done with Minute 2. We're on the two-minute mark. A quick shout-out to the guys behind the Movies by Minute phenomena, and we're talking about Alex and Pete from Star Wars Minute. Also, if you want to find more podcasts that cover movies minute by minute, please visit moviesbyminutes.com. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fright Night. But until then, please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com, and please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you. He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) (laughs) You're so
0: cool.